Good morning, Giants. Welcome to Wake Up With Giants TV. Have you ever wondered what a druid is and does? Hint, has nothing to do with Star Wars. Stay tuned. <laughs> Good morning, Giants. Welcome to Wake Up With Giants TV. Hey, you know what? We also want you to like us. So like us on Facebook. Come and join the tribe of Giants or like us on YouTube. And if you're watching YouTube already, then cool. Hit the subscribe button <laughs> wherever it's ring, at. Ring that bell. Ring-a-ding-ding. Great stuff. <laughs> uh, also, support our Kickstarter. We got a Kickstarter going right now for the Giants and the Smalls. Beautiful book. Nicholas T. Smith, who happens to be here with me because he's my co-host. <laughs> I happen to be here. He happens to be here. <laughs> so Mostly. <laughs> we've got we got an incredible guest today. We've got JJ Middleway, all the way from the UK. Man, I might just go off and rhyme on this. All the way from the UK. <laughs> he's a uh, he follows the Druid path, and uh, since 1997, he's been a Druid member of the Order of Bards, Ovates, and Druids. He sings, writes poetry, and teaches. And his vision is for humanity to once again hold nature as being sacred. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a really interesting topic. We're glad to have you along. And before we dive in, you've got a, a special treat for us. So we're going to turn it over to you. I am the land that is all that I am. I am the land that is all that I am. I am the land that is all around me. I am the land that is all that I am. I am the land that is all that I am. I am the land that is all that I am. I am the land that is all around me. I am the land that is all that I am. That is awesome. Yeah, thank you. Man, what a way to start a show. Welcome to the show, JJ. Do you thank go by JJ? Thank you. Thank you. Well, they say a picture paints a thousand words, but I think a song can also ex expl explain a lot more in a way and yeah. go deeper. And that kind of says it all. I am the land that is all that I am. <laughs> it's so true. I for love that. Us, for all of I us. I want to ex explore what took you down this road. So if we if we were to go back in time and look at you and your childhood, Whoa. where did you grow up? Where are you from? And what was it like for you? Okay. Interesting childhood. Unusual childhood. So we have a place called Birmingham, and it's not Alabama, but it's where, it's where the Birmingham, Alabama got its name originally. It's Birmingham in the middle of England. Mm. It's the second largest city of Birmingham, and uh, it is Birmingham, and second largest city in, in the UK. And um, I don't have any English blood in me. I'm English. I was born in England. I am English, but my parents were immigrants. And we lived in the central part of Birmingham called Handsworth. And most of my friends and neighbors were black or Asian because everyone was immigrant. My immigrant parents just happened to be white. Um, so it was a very multicultural, diverse upbringing. And I kind of, my whole life has been between worlds. So I was a white man <laughs> in a black community, not entirely, there were a few whites, but we were the minority. So this bridging. My father was um, an atheist. My mother was a Catholic. And they were both staunch atheists, staunch Catholic. But do you know what was beautiful? They loved each other. Huh. They loved each other. And that kind of bridged everything, all the divides. The other thing maybe to say is my father was a lot older than my mother, 20 years older. So I had these, these diverse, you could call them, I don't know, tension, creative tensions when I look back. 
Now, what's interesting to me when I look back on my life, and it's it's only come to me in the last two or three years, something significant that happened. But before that, I, I've always felt a connection with what you call the mystery or the mystic. I, I, I was, I didn't know it then because I was just a normal kid in many, or just, I thought everyone's the same, but I had this connection with all of nature, could feel into nature, could sense people's feelings and, if not their precise thoughts, I knew where they were at. That was very acute and very um, sensitive as a child. Uh, I, I see it now as a kind of a natural mystic. I'm not alone in that. There's plenty of creative people, especially, but many others. Um, so I was always connected with nature, even it, it, even though I was on, in the inner city. It was there was still it was just I was born in 1953. We still had the the sort of results of the, the Second World War. There were houses had been bombed and there were rose bay willow herb and other flowers growing up in these gaps in the houses where we were. Um, and even though I was in a concrete sort of upbringing, I felt connection with everything. And um, so I had that mystery, I had that sense of uh, awe, mystery and uh, nature and um i was brought up a catholic <laughs> my dad would have chosen not to but i was brought up a catholic and it gave me quite a few gifts uh, particularly around ritual and smells and bells if you like and uh <laughs> but, but but it didn't it didn't fit for me and like i went to a catholic boys grammar school in birmingham but around the age of tw 13 i I rejected it primarily because it didn't honor the feminine enough for me. I mean, that, that balance, the, the church is shifting and there is all sorts of change, but I, I rejected it completely for a number of years. I couldn't speak the word God for uh, maybe 20 years. It was like a blasphemy. I, I, I'm reconciled to that completely now and embrace it utterly. But there was a time, and maybe maybe one needs to rebel. I had to rebel and and shed in order to learn what I was. I think it's Kierkegaard say we have to says it's necessary to go by the way we are not in order to know the way we are or who we are. I I want to dive into that a little bit yeah, because yeah, sure. you, you're talking about. I mean, you have a Catholic and an atheist, and then you become a Druid. I mean, it it all makes sense to me. <laughs> well, like, I'm, glad, I'm glad somebody's finally made sense of it i'm getting on in here so yeah no but the the idea of mysticism and the idea that um you have this awe for nature yeah yeah and and people can have an awe in in nature or different things and and uh have this almost understanding of it without knowing how they understand it they just know it that's 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 so true it's 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 not it's not a head thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a head thing. I mean, it's interesting in our society that there's something comes to mind in the moment that Einstein said. He said the, um, the rational mind is the faithful servant and the intuitive mind is the sacred gift. Hmm. And he went on to say that in our time, in our culture, we've come to neglect the sacred gift and honour the faithful servant, which is the wow. rational and I think there's a lot for me that speaks to me because there's a lot of neglect of because it can't be defined. It is, as you explained it so beautifully, it's something that is we know at some level. Love can't be defined, but it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be a fun conversation because we're going to we're going to be in a place where there isn't really measurement in a way. It's um, this, the scientific mind wants to measure things and, you know, make it empirical and testable. Yeah. And then some of these concepts, you just know that they are, but there's no measurement of it. Absolutely. And that's not to do, I don't dismiss or reject science. I, I did once in my life, but I, again, I've come back into what I, do, I would hope is more of a balance. Well, yeah, honor the scientific, I, I do really do. And... I honour its equal and opposite. And I often talk about diving into the pool of unknowing. 
Okay. That's, that's a really wise and humble place to go and danger and sort of scary for us, I think, to let go of all that I know. Um, the pool of unknowing where I mean, this journey I'm on with you right now is, is, is in the pool of unknowing. I'm, 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 I'm ha I've handed myself over to this this journey we're sharing in the moment. But at one level, none of us know where it's going to go or what's going to happen. What, what yeah. a beautiful thing. And you know, and the, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'll, I'll interrupt you. So interrupt me as often as you need so we can get back on your story. Um, the, the pool of unknowing, what a concept in, in the book. And we want to make sure we get you a copy is uh, there's this path that he goes down. It's the, the unknown path, the path of uncertainty. Exactly. And it's part of the giant's journey is stepping into that unknown. And we have a, this uh, ability or this propensity to, to move away from the unknown. We want certainty. And it's in that path that we discover things that we didn't know yet. And, and it's a beautiful thing. I'd love for you to explore that even more, to go into that a little more. I certainly will. I certainly will. Do you know, before I go, hold back, and I'm, I'm going to dip back to something significant in my childhood. Okay. Um, I, well, before that, before, and even before that, what happened was when I rejected Catholicism, I went on a journey. You could say, yeah, I was a child of the 60s. I went into hippiedom, which is kind of, yeah, it, it, it has that sort of connection with nature. It, it didn't have everything right by any means. but And then I, I explored various paths, shamanism, Buddhism, Sufism, and what I like to call silly foolism, because I think... <laughs> <laughs> I do that daily. I think it's essential we do it daily. <laughs> Each life needs to have a, have some order and discipline, and it's essential we sprinkle it with acts of pure and outright stupidity and foolishness. <laughs> Mine's more of a dumping than a sprinkling. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to, and then so I explored all those, and I was thinking uh, in my mid 30s that I wasn't going to find anything. To fit or work that worked, and then I came across Obod, Order of Bards, Obates, and Druids, and it kind of did. It did fit. It's kind of kind of like coming home because it 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 matched my own experience of the world, and uh, so that's how I joined in 1990. Well, I joined in 1993. Actually, I became a Druid in 97. But anyway. But the key bit I want to hark back, and this is the bit I didn't realize till latter years and i'm knocking on i'm approaching my I'm, I'm 68. but when i was born we lived in a very in a tenement block with other families because we weren't that well off um although i never told you where my parents came from did i no you my didn't dad, my dad's from scotland and you could say that's not an immigrant but he was an immigrant he was a, a scotsman in birmingham from the highlands my mother came from tyrol in the alps in austria Oh wow! And she was she was uh, a, I'm a I'm a war baby. I'm a, she came over here because of the war, and uh, that's how I came about through them meeting. Huh. But because they lived in this tenement block, and when I was a baby, I used to cry like most kids. But when I did, I woke some of the other people up, and they used to think my mom wasn't looking after me properly. She was. She was the most loving mom you could have. But get this: here's, here's the interesting twist. Because when I cried in the night, because she was so scared of getting attacked, almost, or at least verbally attacked by other people in the block, she used to put her hand over my mouth and suffocate me so I wouldn't cry. Hmm. And I passed out. And I used to, I can, the funny thing is, I was a baby, I can remember this, I can remember it, wow. not the sensation. And what I've come to realize, I don't know if I was born with the mystic in me or whether that experience of going over to the other world on several occasions gave me in a strange and paradoxical way it gave me a gift if you get the gist of that can you follow i what do, I'm, I do I'm yeah and i think that that may there may be something in that because i i've always had a a capacity to to enfold and bridge to the other world and 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 people, you can't explain that in any great rational way. We're back to that, but that sense of the other and 
and yeah the relationship to death as a, as a vital part of life and anyway let me just share one poem with you that i wrote yes. yeah at the point when i was looking for the path and i could express what i wasn't more easily than i could express what i was so i wrote this i am not a christian yet christ is all around i'm not a buddhist yet buddha is my ground i'm not a muslim yet allah's here in all i see i'm not a hindu yet krishna speaks to me i'm not an atheist yet nothingness counts too i walk the path of yahweh although i'm not a jew none of these and all of these all of these and more if one excludes the others love's truth goes out the door come build a mighty rainbow embracing all beliefs and creeds form something even greater than our wildest dreams exceed dream this mighty rainbow encircling the earth sacrifice our dogma celebrate rebirth wow kind of says it all from another angle if you get you know that 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 really hits me because I mean, emotionally, I'm, I'm feeling that. Um, I think about this tribe of giants that we've created here, um, that people are from all different backgrounds. And there, there tends to be this guarding of one's beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. and, and this right-making and wrong-making and in-groups and out-groups. Sure. And, and there's that division that occurs within that. And that poem that you just shared is... It, it's all of us. Like yeah. there's that unity that comes from this understanding of worlds that maybe are a little different from ours and opening space. Like you said, diving into the pool of unknowing and that poem just, I mean, that's that poem feels like the water of that unknowing. Bless you. Yeah. 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 That's a good way of recognizing and relating to it. It's also interesting that people talk a lot about interfaith, but I, that doesn't quite work for me because it because the poem allows for atheism and not knowing. You don't have to have a faith. Yeah. Interfa interfaith presupposes a faith. I'm I'm more transfaith, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Be you know because otherwise how can it encompass all? And the the other thing I'd say years years later, probably five or ten years ago, I added two lines to that poem. I said. I'm not a Druid, yet the oak is all I am. I'm not a pagan, yet I love where'er I can. So those came later, but they, it's kind of letting go of everything to allow whatever needs to come in in the moment. This is incredible. We have a business partner who's a pagan. We have business partners who are Christians. We have a business partner who is an atheist. We have tribe members who are Muslim. We have tribe members who are of every faith and non-faith. And, and it's uh, what, what an encompassing thing, you know, to look at. We're humans. We're all on this path. And, and the way of becoming a giant, of reaching your potential, has nothing to do with any of those. I mean, they can serve you, but it's not, it's not a requirement for you to become a giant. Exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well put. Very beautifully put. Because... I think we all hold a part of the jigsaw and a part of the, the kaleidoscope or the pattern. Mm. Um, when we come together in groups, um, it's beautiful when you get those diverse views, like you've just explained your business partners and your fellow fellow travelers on this on this path. <laughs> yeah, we're united at another level. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, travelers on the path. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so speaking of the path, when you were starting out and you go through this childhood, and your mom is from Austria and your dad is from Scotland, and my my bloodline is from the UK, from a pretty solid amount of UK in me. Mm -hmm. um, but there's this this dynamic of you were born in an environment, but that environment could have defined who you are. You could have allowed that to define who you are. But you you chose your own path, so you wiped the slate, so to speak, and mm -hmm. you had options, and then you chose what felt best for you. And so did you have clarity around the path when you stepped onto it? Did you know exactly this is where you would be at 68 years old? I could never 
have begun to imagine in my wildest dreams. If you had seen me as a as a kid, when I was 16, well, go back actually, there's one before that. When I was 14, I, I used to sing solo in a choir. And then I was put in front, up in the front of the church, a big cathedral for a big event. It might have been Easter. <laughs> and uh, I had the solo part and I just froze. I could not sing. And it kind of drove me into my shell. I was so shy as a boy before that as well. I was very, very, very shy. I could never have dreamt of doing, doing talking like this. And yet my life has opened out in all sorts of incredible ways. But the other thing is, I guess when I embarked, I look back on what, on the one hand, I think I've always been a Druid, but you don't, I don't need to name it. We don't need, my dad was a Druid. Birds used to come and feed in it from his hand. He would hate to be called a Druid, but I can see he was now, if you get what, <laughs> from where I'm coming from, because he loved nature and he loved, he loved what I love, but he was, a, he called himself an atheist. Huh. Um, so I joined, I embarked on a path. It's interesting. I, I, I aspire or I follow a Druid path to call my, I think it's a posthumous title, Druid, like poet, <laughs> or at least aspects of it. Um, it's like a PhD, right? It's like, well, it's, I was meaning more posthumous. It's, it's, it's what it's a title be it to be afforded once we've lived our life. Was okay. he a druid or wasn't he? Was he a poet or wasn't he? I mean, okay, I got you. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm using crazy words. So, sorry. <laughs> I love crazy words. Keep going. <laughs> but, so I embarked, and also I'll, I'll chuck in while I think of it. You ask a hundred druids what druidry it is, and you get 101 answers. You get we're so diverse a pool of beings. <laughs> There's no conformity in, in except a love of the earth i think that yeah and for and for all beings mm. um actually i might just share with you the druid prayer just to get in the moment sure yeah and actually the, the, this in itself defines druidry because nobody says it quite the same way the start and the end people throw in their own v words for deity but here's mine <laughs> Uh, grant, O oh goddess, thy protection, and in protection, strength, and in strength, understanding, and in understanding, knowledge, and in knowledge, the knowledge of justice, and in the knowledge of justice, the love of it, and in the love of it, the love of all existences. And in the love of all existences, the love of the God, the goddess, and all goodness. So it kind of comes full circle. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. You know, I I, I grew up in a Christian family, yeah. uh, a Mormon family. Mm. And so we would say prayers, you know, and there was this belief and this view around what God is and the, this holding on to that there was one way, right? Mm. And I hear the beauty in your prayer. And the encompassment of that, and in your poetry, it, it, it's all encompassing. It, it just to me, I imagine this acceptance of other views, mm. this ability to stand beyond it and really look at things as though um, you're not attached to an outcome one way or the other. You're just observing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just, yeah, just in the moment, if you, yeah, you're up for me. Absolutely, yeah. There's two things coming up. There's just trusting in the moment. I wonder if you've heard, you, you know, we were all brought up on the Lord's Prayer, you as, you as well as me, I imagine. But it never really hit home until I heard it translated, a version of it translated from the original Aramaic, because it was originally written in Aramaic and was translated into, first of all, Greek, I think, and then Hebrew then Latin, then English, at least that many. And at, at every translation, it lost or something or was manipulated or changed course. But I'm not sure I remember all this. I'll, I'll just give you a flavor of it. You might never have heard the Lord's Prayer in, in quite this way. O cosmic Bertha of all radiance and vibration, soften the ground of my being 
and create a space within where your presence can abide. Fill us with your creativity that we may be empowered to bear the fruit of your mission. Let each of our intentions bear fruit in cord according to our heart's desire. Uh, let me think. <laughs> you get the idea. It's, it's actually very, very beautiful. I wish I'd dug it out, but I mean, you if get you do if you do. Well, let's send that over to us. Like like I okay. like to put that in let's, the comments or or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's a different form. It's it's the same. It's it's re it, it it hits home for me and for many others because it it goes back to that source where they were connecting <laughs> with the the source. But the words that those words are so important. And, and as kids, you know. Yeah, it's very meaningful to hear our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But does it mean much really to a kid? Um, it means a lot to me now because it was my, <laughs> it was, it takes me back to that childhood. But in terms of connecting me to the source, yeah, that, it, it didn't do that for me. It didn't do that. And this, these, there is a way of, I guess, one of the, yeah, one one of the one of the uh, words that's used in relation to the, the way I work is sorcerer, and and for me it's about going to the source, going oh. back to the source. So, so spelling that S O U R C E. Yes. Like yeah. a sorcerer. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a take. That's my own take on it. Yeah. 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 Like this, uh, right? Like this. Yeah. Sorcerer. The other, the other thing. Here's, huh. here's, here's fascinating. We're here. I guess it's Easter Day with you as well. It is here. Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> most Christians don't understand or realize where Easter truly comes from. Because Easter Day, sure, we celebrate Christ's rebirth. But actually, the day is determined... <laughs> you could call it a pagan determination of the day because it's a combination of sun and moon. The first key to it is the equinox, the spring equinox that's just gone on the 21st of March. You take that day, this each year we take the spring equinox, then we go to the next full moon after the spring equinox. So full moon, we just had one last week actually, it was last Sunday. And then you take the next Sunday after that, and that's how they determine Easter Day. So for me, it's the beautiful fusion, <laughs> you could say, of Christianity and something in nature from far, far beyond, far away. Did uh, you did you know that out of interest? I didn't know that. And you're a Christian. I'm a Christian. Well, lately I'm not. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, you know, I work with. Yeah. I work with the, the priest, at the, the vicar at the local church. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, vicar, priest, the Christian pastor yeah. <laughs> down the road. He didn't know that. Now, he, they go through years of theological training. He was never taught that. And that's the source, the source of Easter. That's where it comes from. <laughs> that's each, every year we do that. Every year we use the sun and the moon to calculate Easter. <laughs> Fascinating. I want to talk into, um, I, I'm going back to your father, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your father had this view that it was of non-belief, right? And we would label that as atheism. But sure. your father had a connection to, to animals and birds would eat out of his hand. My, my sister tells me when I was a kid, I would sit under the tree for hours on end and the birds would come and eat out of my hand. That I've always had this connection to nature and to looking at things as a, a whole perspective rather than a limited view. And I wouldn't call myself a druid, but I have this, this desire, and, and I don't even know that I would call myself a Christian or an atheist or any of it, because I have this encompassing desire to really look at things uh, as, a, as a whole. And I see your father, your father has a view of, of a non-belief, but he has a connection. And then your mother has a belief and a connection. And then you have your own version of all of it, encompassing Hello? all of it and a connection. What comes up around that? We might have lost him there. 
Yeah, it looks like it might have froze. You know, the, the the interesting thing for me is, like, I wasn't taught those things either. There we are. Uh, JJ's, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. JJ's yeah. back. Yeah, go on. You're good. I was just gonna was just telling people why you were frozen in time. That well, I uh, thought it was my question was so impactful. Yeah, he's like apparently it was technology. There you go. <laughs> I was just saying that like learning learning this stuff and and under and gaining a new um, understanding and expanding my awareness and my consciousness, and then also um, I loved like looking back and 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 uh, you talking about all of the different religions and the different uh, modalities. It doesn't mean you have to believe them all, exactly. but there's beauty in in each of those, and and all of these other people are on their giant's journey, and that is something to be celebrated and loved. And you doesn't mean you have to accept it all. It means exactly. that you can accept them on their giant's journey and love them. Um, which yeah. transcends just about everything. So um, keep going, Nick, on your question. Re-ask that. And well, so so this idea around um, some people, you mentioned about you, maybe that experience of being suffocated, possibly triggering this mystic ability in you to see things that uh, that aren't of this world, you know, seeing connections outside of what we hold on to as dear. Mm and sacred, you know, and, and being able to see beyond what we label as, as protected sure. and, and to hold space for it where you have this view of it. And you wonder if it, it was in there before you were suffocated, before you had that experience, or if it was after that, because of that experience. And I wonder the same thing. Some of it I think is innate. I think some people are born with it. And I think others, because of experience connect with it. But it all goes back to remembering that there's an ultimate source beyond everything that science can't measure yet. They're, they're working on it. But, you know, religion puts the label of God on that or Allah or Yahweh or wh whatever belief you have. We have this view that there's some ultimate source for everything that we're experiencing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put it so beautifully. You both speak. You're both speaking the same language. I, I hear it. Uh, the language of the heart. I can feel it. Um, again, it's not a rational thing. I can feel you're in tune with that essence. Um, but um, actually, just can I say something that, that really just comes to mind in the moment? I love that. Is, yep. The, uh, these are the best things when they just spontaneously appear and they fit. We call it riffing. Riff away. Riff away. Because this speaks to what, what I was trying to explain. This is a, a saying by Nietzsche. He said, and those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who couldn't hear the music. Hmm. And that, that, I think some of us are born able to hear the music and some people are born not able to hear the music. And so to, if you can't hear the music, it sounds insane. And, and it, that's the experience. And there's nothing wrong with either of them, but they're different. And... Um, and part of me, at one level, a part of me says, yeah, yeah, I'm not a Druid. I mean, I'm just a human being, but I'm known as a Druid. And I guess Druid, yeah. Druidry gives me, yeah, it gives me a, a, a framework to work because it accords with my my beliefs and my, my, my way of being. But I'll just briefly tell you, see, Druid can be misunderstood. I mean, first of all, my mum would have thought, as a Catholic, I mean, I'm going to hell as a Druid, because to her it was like the old Irish, you know, pagan and devil worship. It's, it's nothing of the sort. It's so, it's so in tune with nature. And my dad would have said, "Oh, witch doctors," and you know, he'd have had a laugh and you I mean witch doctors or, or, so, or something like that. You know, he'd yeah. have had a laugh about it, but he would have he would have poo pooed it. But um, the word Druid is very interesting to me because it derives from the old Sanskrit and Sanskrit's the most ancient language we've still got a, a handle on or a connection with from, from thousands of years ago. And of course, it, it fed the English language. It goes, there were words in there that go right the way back. And the wid part of Druid is wisdom. Wid in Sanskrit is wisdom. 
Now, the first bit of Druid, a lot of Druids associate with the word de, de, uh, oak, so oak wisdom, tree wisdom. But again, I've come across, because I studied with a Sanskrit teacher locally, there's only five in the world that really understand Sanskrit as far as I'm aware, and she's one of them. She happens to live over the valley there. So I studied a bit of Sanskrit. And so I found out that the word, and this isn't me, this isn't me, I'm rediscovering something that's been known for a long time, the word taru, taru, truth. It's Taru means truth and it means tree. And if you say taruid, taruid, it comes from truth wisdom, tree wisdom, and trees are huh. such, such amazing teachers. And um, Okay, I want to dive into that. Please. I, uh, you're you're going to get me nerding out here. <laughs> Great. I, I love it because there is wisdom in the tree. The tree doesn't have to question that it's a tree. Yeah. It, it never drops a seed and the seed goes out there to earn its ability to become a tree. I had a coaching conversation this morning with a client and it was around this idea that the seed has the potential of the tree already within it. It already is the tree within it. And when it's planted, it grows into that. It doesn't go out and talk to other seeds and say, Hey, how do I earn this thing called becoming a tree? Yeah. And, and my favorite word fractals, the tree is fractaled. It branches out and it bifurcates and it, and it's not the same. You might have classes of trees that are similar like the oak tree, yeah. but every one of them has their own fingerprint. And so each of us has this potential within us, like a tree that when planted, if we'll just trust that that programming is already within us, we can grow into that. Absolutely. But we go out there and we think we have to become something. And, and the truth is that seed didn't have to become a tree. It was already a tree. It just grew into its potential that was already there. Perfect. You see how we're all druids. <laughs> we're all druids. Oh. <laughs> I'm not, and, and, and not. You just didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's, if I can remember, I'm not sure I can remember it all, but here's some, May Sarton, one of your, one from somebody uh, who wrote, in the United States, she said something like, and this sums up my the, the way I want to live my life and I'm living it. I want to, I'd like to believe that when I die, I will have given myself away as a tree, just like a tree gives, sets seed and sheds it every spring without thought, it's not a loss. It's, it, it can be thought of as a loss, it's quite the opposite. It's completely giving of itself without thought of future or, and it does it selflessly, unconditionally, and it's it's spilling out its treasures on the wind, and it's rooted and present and spilling out its treasures on the wind, and that's that's the way for me to live a life to to just give like like the trees give and be like the trees be. I I was walking down a path the other day, and there's there are two trees, pine trees. One is completely dead, has a couple of pine cones hanging off of it, and then one next to it is alive. And it has pine cones and leaves and everything. They're both gorgeous, right? One yeah. is still giving and giving a fruit, but the other is giving in its beauty. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, um, I was, I'm thinking about, you know, a friend of mine shared the idea of oxygen. You don't have to go out and make oxygen. It's just readily available to you. Yeah. Yet yeah. We go out and we think about things of, I need to go make money or I need to go make a creation in the world. And it's like, these things are readily available to you. You didn't have to go and create the the money. Like, yeah, yeah. I see. I see some music I see coming. The famous in. drums. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just in the moment responding to what you're talking about. Yes. I am a walking tree. You are a talking tree. I am a walking tree. You are a talking tree. I breathe in what you breathe out. You breathe in what I breathe out. I breathe in what you breathe out. You breathe in what I breathe out. Bringing the light down into the darkest ground. Bringing the light down into the darkest ground. Feet on the earth, head in the sky. Feet on the earth, head in the sky. 
Releasing the life force into the earth. Releasing the life force into the earth. I am a walking tree. You are a walking tree. On it goes. You got it. Oh man, I love. I am so in love with this way of being. Right. I I just read recently that trees have their heads in the ground and people in the sky. And, and our feet connect with the trees and the roots yeah. while their bodies are out in the air. You know, this this give and take that you talk about, it's it's not that there's a lack of abundance of what we can give to this world. It's it's all freely there. You've got yet it. we restrict yeah. it out of fear, you know. Yeah, yeah. You've got, yeah, you you're on it. Well, I had no idea I was a druid until today, so I'm grateful for this moment. <laughs> so am I. So am I. I'm and gratitude's a great key to life, to enjoying life. But yeah, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I don't know how on earth this came to be or where it came out of, but huh. I trust. I'm trusting the process. But I can. I certainly feel in accord with what I'm hearing and feeling and picking up from you. Guys. I was. I was drawn to you. I saw what. I saw your weirdness on a video, <laughs> and I'm like, I love that guy. Yeah, and, I don't know how I I found you either, but I was watching a was watching videos. I think I went down a, a Facebook rabbit hole of of watching videos. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden, there you were doing a chant on a drum. I think the drum was given as a gift. Is that what I'm remembering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drum, the drum yeah, resonance and harmony and. Yeah, and I, anyway, I was the. Uh, yeah, and then I watched like seven or eight or ten of, of your videos <laughs> straight in order <laughs> that, that's, that's what it goes that's what they're for it goes but yeah for, for humanity to regard nature as being sacred again like we once did we all we do in our deepest selves kids know it and we kind of knock it out of them almost we do i i think this is a beautiful perspective on the giant's journey is that there are so many ways for you to reach your potential and it's not about becoming something it's uncovering what you already are. It's yeah. realizing that you're already the tree inside of the seed. You're already that thing. And uncovering and, and pulling yourself into that, not pushing yourself into it. I love it. I, lo I really love that um, that way of thinking and being. Yeah, that, 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 that fits for me too. In the in the in the book too, Nick. In this page, I don't know if you can see yeah. it. There's yeah. two two big trees guarding the path hmm. as he's going down his journey. Two big trees. I think hmm. they're oak trees. I'm going to call them oak trees. <laughs> they, they very likely could be. So on that theme of the two the two oak trees, I mean, there's there's a, there's a chalk figure cut in the hillside in in southern England. That's there's a it's an ancient, well, they don't know how old it is, but it could go back thousands of years. And it's, um, for me, it represents those two trees that you talk about. I'm holding whatever and wherever I find myself, I am between day and night, between life and death, between summer and winter. There's always some dynamic at work. Now, the one that really got me <laughs> in life, um, Love says I'm everything. Wisdom says I'm nothing. <laughs> Between those those two, my life flows freely. Mm. Now that I love that, and that is my guiding aphorism. But I said that as a kid, I was really in a loving environment. My parents loved each other, and they loved me. With the love, love says I'm everything. I don't think many people get that as kids, but I I was really fortunate. But what I didn't get was the wisdom says I'm nothing bit. And I had to go off on a journey after, I, yeah, what happened, <laughs> what happened, we, we, we touched on the question earlier. I went off on this crazy journey, um, far too much, I'll pick, I'll pick the essence of it. I ended up losing everything I thought I had. <laughs> well, it felt like that. Um, how do I best explain this? I went off. I ended up in a yurt in the woods for five years or four and a half years on my own. I'd had a wife. I'd had a, I'd had a car. I'd had a house. I'd had a job. 
and all those fell away and at the time it felt like the worst thing that could ever happen and i wouldn't wish it on anyone but you know when i look back it's the greatest gift because it's it's brought me to who i truly am and not who i thought i was which wasn't the fullest jj that it could have been and still wow. is but, but <clears throat> there's something about to live a meaningful life it involves and i think many of us can relate to this it involves um, several deaths and of different to really live a to live a, to live a deep and meaningful life can often i'm not saying it has to but can often involve yeah death a symbolic death although i came near to real death um there's many aspects to that but here's here's the one that really sings and sums it up i won't go into why it's because it would take too long but i ended up i took myself off in the days before i knew of vision quests or anything like that some my soul was yearning for something and took me off to a yew tree where well, a yew tree in druidry as it happens is associated with death and rebirth and they're very old trees and uh, i went on a pilgrimage around scotland wales and england looking going visiting the oldest trees and there was one i particularly loved in wales and still do love and it's hollow they often are because they they're so old they hollow out and new tree grows from within mm. which is another story but i spent three days and three nights inside that tree without food and without water now again i'm not don't do this at home folks because uh, because <laughs> it's not that clever but <laughs> but in terms of my soul journey it was wisdom my soul kind of knew what was what i needed to to, to kind of die to my old self and come through and the remarkable thing at the end of that was that because i hadn't drunk water for 72 hours my body was craving it clearly but there was a spring just down the road from where the yew tree was and i went and had a scooped up mouthful of spring water coming out the hillside and i have never tasted anything so blissfully like the elixir of the gods or the sort of ambrosia of the gods it's, it's pure heavenly magical substance that we take for granted and it completely changed my whole relationship to water and to life really through that so there's there's, there's lots in there oh i'll finish i'll finish this story and they, it's a simple poem i wrote at the end of a seven-year process when yeah <laughs> when i cried a lot put it that way first during the yeah. year, nothing but a, a simple a simple poem and and we're all going to have tissues yeah, I'm looking around for tissues. Yeah, I'm, and then I'm, like, the, I'm leaking out of every part of my body here. And, and ambrosia <laughs> water, because now I'm thirsty. That's slightly disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not every part. That's that's quite. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah that so wasn't the picture I wanted to paint there. Uh, no, I get you though. I get you. That's right. Go ahead and share. Yeah. Do you have that poem with you? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's in. It's it's in. It's in me. It's, okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's only a few words, but it's, it kind of sums up that process. At the end of that, I wrote, I wrote this. I have, I have relinquished. I now accept. I am surrendered without regret. I'm blown wide open. I'm stripped quite bare. I stand in silence beyond despair, reduced to nothing. I have it all. Forsake illusion, embrace the fall. <laughs> so I can smile at that now. And um, yeah, it reminds me of that time. And it reminds me that kind of find all is to lose all with kind of these paradoxes in life and in that time i begged to die it sounds crazy now i begged to die and I, I i nearly took my own life in, I, I, I could have done very easily i have a lot of compassion for anyone in that place 
where I would encourage sticking with it and, and finding the people around to hold and nurture and support and take you through it because it's a great teaching place, potentially. And it is potentially a place of death, of dying, literally. But it's not all sad or bad. There's plenty of joy has come out of that time and through that process, which is a kind of weird one, really, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's something sacred, solemn, beautiful about what you share. You know, I can feel it. <clears throat> I feel this connection to it, and it and it ties, it ties into the journey in the book. You know, the giants and the smalls is that yeah. we all have this journey that we start questioning: what is it that I can provide to this world? What is my gift? Absolutely. And what type of tree am I in a way? And it's not what kind of type of tree can I become? It's a what type of tree am I? And can I fully grow into that potential and then give the fruit of that back to the world? And um, the, the thought of being a druid, being from the tree, the wisdom of the tree is that journey is the, the tree goes through that process and just it just does. It doesn't have to trust it or believe in it or anything. It just follows the path and continues growing. And and sometimes in the giant's journey, it's it's really that your potential is already in you. Absolutely. No, that's and, and yeah, sometimes dying to what you thought it should look like is the very thing that opens you up to be what you could be. The seed dies in a way before it becomes the tree. Absolutely, the acorn has to die to itself. The chrysalis for the butterfly to transform to transform into the butterfly it has to die. It dissolves. It's complete dissolving mm. of itself. The transformation and it ain't easy, and it ain't yeah, and it's painful, I guess. But that's that's kind of to be fully human is to is to let that be and to to let it be, mm. not to not to force it and not to not to go looking for it but when it presents not to deny it yeah 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 wow so I, this, this, went, this went in an awesome direction that i couldn't have expected you know this is going down the unknown unknown path yeah 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 it is it is got another I'll, song for us yeah yeah just 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 yeah just because just it is yes <laughs> Humble yourself in the arms of the wild. You've got to lay down low and humble yourself in the arms of the wild. You've got to ask her what she knows and we will lift each other up. Higher and higher we will lift each other up. Humble yourself in the arms of the wild. You've got to lay down low and humble yourself in the arms of the wild. You've got to ask her what she knows and we will lift each other up. Higher and higher we will lift each other up. Which is kind of what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. This is a standing on the shoulders of giants moment. And I'm so honored to be standing on your shoulders right now to hear your ver version of the world, your view of the world. Um, as, as we come to the end of this, you yeah. know, and, and hopefully it's just the beginning of something here. Um, and if it never went anywhere, this is such an incredible experience right here. Um, yeah. What what wisdom would you share with somebody who's stepping onto the path, the path of uncertainty that maybe is dying in the way that they thought it should be mm. and doesn't know what to do next? What would you share with them? I'd share with them with the benefit of hindsight to trust the process, trust the process. It seems to me, and it has many occasions along the way, that it's as if you talked about the blueprint of the acorn for, to the oak. We, we have some blueprint in us, which is unknown to ourselves and to others. Yet its way of unfolding is not rational. It's not easy. 
I don't think it's easy for the acorn to die to itself to break open. But it, within the wisdom of allowing, letting go, accepting and allowing, then something can spring forth and, and often does. But it's if, if that process isn't allowed or suppressed or denied, then I don't become who I fully can. And um, that's kind of a loss for, for, for myself and for each of us. If, 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 if each of us has the capacity to fully flower and can, and it is there, it's in some blueprint in the, in the ether, in the cosmos. Um, trust the process. That's, that's yeah. what comes up for me in the moment. I, I, I get the thought, you know, the thought is, you know, if you're, you're a flower and you're planted and you end up planted in the desert, what we tend to say is, man, I sure wish I was one of those mountain flowers or I wish I was a flower on the beach and not here in this desert. Yet you grow where you are You've got and, and allowing it to be what it is wherever you are and to grow from that. And it's it's not, you know, when this thing is just right, I'll be a flower. You know, if, if this can just if this person would just believe in me a little bit more, then I'll become that flower that that I need to become bunch of old hippies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We're young old hippies already. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah we're going down that path. This is incredible. Ryan, what, what thoughts do you have? I'm so this whole time I've been thinking about um, opening my eyes to a, a different view and seeing the world through JJ and what a beautiful view that is. And it, it expanded my mind, opened up my heart even more to possibilities. And uh, I, I hear in it, all of it, a message of love, a love for the creation and, and, and gratitude and the world and others. And uh, all of that is, is just beauty. And I'm so grateful for him and for him going through those hard, hard times um selfishly because it led us to him right now where we can learn from him and uh, all grow together as giants so thank you jj for all of those things that you shared with us today you're a gift you're a blessing and we appreciate you being a giant in the world well i feel and give i give gratitude to you guys because I, I feel it just as much from you so uh, love is the key you you spot you spot on thank you for mentioning that it is about that, and um, I don't. Are we, are we out of time? Uh, no, no. You can keep going. I would love to hear more from you. So, well, there's a song in the moment. And I love it. Before we go to that, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, hang on to it. I'm not going to do the outro in this video. I normally do, but there's something about this video that that would almost take the energy. So, I want to go out with your song if that would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Perfect. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not, not going to use the drum, right? It just comes to me. I've used the drum all the way through. I'm going to finish without a drum. Every breath taken in by the woman who loves and by the man who loves goes to fill the water tank where the spirit horses drink. Where the spirit horses drink Every breath taken in woo, By the woman who loves And by the man who loves Goes to fill the water trough Where the spirit horses drink Where the spirit horses drink where the spirit horses drink. <laughs> I did the first verse in American and the second in English because there's one word different, but you, you have to listen and spot it. <laughs> Man, this is uh, this has just been such an interesting and beautiful uh, interview. Lovely. Thank yeah. you. Thank you Thank guys you. for asking me because it's helped me flower. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. And I, I hope people will follow you. You'll see the website below, enchantingthevoid.co.uk. And .com, .com, yeah. .com, okay. 
I think I think so. Oh no, maybe not. No, no, no. Sorry, it's, you're right. No, you've had it right. It'll Don't worry, right. I'll get you there. <laughs> we'll get you there one way think, or the other. I think you had it right, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not that good on the techie side. So I just want to honor everybody that's been here and a part of this, you know, on an Easter Sunday, um, which is such a beautiful take that I hadn't heard before, you know, of where that holiday came from. And, you know, the Christian view, the the Muslim view, the Jewish view, the atheistic view, the Druid view, it, it all fits if we'll allow it. And you just held space in such a way. There's a beauty in what you do because it's, it's an acceptance of everything the way that it is. It's not, you know, it's an allowing, like you say. <laughs> and so I feel really honored to have met with you. Uh, there's always a purpose for these. So thank you for being on the show. And we're going to wrap up that way. And so those that are watching, make it a giant day. And we'll see you all on the next video. Love you too. Lots of love. Bye.